Good Monday morning, guys. It's your boy, the Muffin Man, coming back at you with another episode of a Refresh Podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed last week's episode about real love. Today, we will be closing out Stepping Into Standard, which is so crazy because I remember being so hyped for this series on January 1st. And I remember just being so excited because for the first time in a long time, like this was me writing my own podcast uh, material, you know, in the last series we did, it was based on Chris Tomlin and Darren Whitehead's book, Holy Horror, um, which is a great read, by the way, you should totally, totally go check it out. You know, it's worth your time. But oh man, this series has gotten a lot of attention and I'm, and I'm super excited to see the fruits of the labor, as well as what the viewers do with the tools given to them from this series. Next week, we will be jumping into our brand new series. Um, it's something that God showed me um, at our men's meeting at church, and um, it's going to be really good. I'm super excited. I cannot wait to see what happens with that. So without further ado, let's talk about Stepping in the Standard, Episode 6, Repentance. Refresh. Father God, I just thank you so much for this time that we have together here today. Father, I pray that you'd prepare the hearts and the ears of the listener, Lord, listening to this message. God, I thank you for this topic, Lord. I pray that you would just lead us through this. God, that you'd bring us to that place, Lord, that we can adopt the principles of repentance into our own lives. Father, that we can live free lives just as you intended for us to be not bound up by the sin and the struggles of our lives, Lord, but walking actively in the freedom. Father, we give you the highest praise. You are so good. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, so repentance's biblical definition is this. Repentance is called for throughout the Bible. It is a summon to a personal, absolute, and ultimate unconditional surrender to God as sovereign. Though it includes sorrow and regret, it is more than that. In repenting, one makes a complete change of direction and a 180-degree turn towards God. Now, that's just super amazing. Just, just I'm going to read that one more time and really just soak it in and just listen to what it's saying. It says, the repentance is called for throughout the Bible. It is a summon to a personal, absolute, and ultimate unconditional surrender to God as sovereign. Though it includes sorrow and regret, it is more than that in repenting one makes a complete change of direction, 180 degrees turn towards God. Now, um, I want to stop at this point and I want to just tell you a little bit about my story. And I know in a, in a previous podcast, I've probably done this before. So if you've heard it before, um, you're just going to hear it again, I guess. Um, but I, I'm going to take some time to tell you a little bit about myself. So... I was raised in church since about four years old, right? I can remember times whenever I'd want to see like my parent, which is my godfather, you know, or any of my relatives, you know, I can remember my mom saying, no, baby, you're going to have to wait there at church because we were not yet church active. But, you know, we 
probably went into church probably around when I was three or four years old because I remember not being old enough for kids' church. There were times where I had to like chill in, in the nursery or, or chill, you know, in service with my parents. But as soon as, as I was old enough to go to kids' church, I went in and I loved it. I, I answered these questions. I'd accumulate this knowledge and understanding of Jesus um, at a kid's standpoint, you know, and, and life was good. Life was amazing. I was a I was a great kid. I, I was I had an intelligent mind and I really caught on to a lot of things really quickly. Um, it wasn't until about fourth grade that I started struggling with school. And um, there was things that I just really uh, didn't get have a good grasp on. And um, and that just provided some difficulty at the time. Um, but I pushed through. I did my absolute best, um, you know, and it, and I just made the most of it. It wasn't until about seventh grade, whenever my, my story starts to change up a wee bit, um, I get to junior high, and this is a new school that is a blended community with several elementaries in the area. And um, not knowing what to make of this, because not only now am I not with the classmates that I knew for you know six years, um, but now I have a whole new community of people that I don't know. And coming into the scene, I'm roughly about 12 to 13 years old at this time. And um, it was incredibly difficult. Some of my classmates, the people that I hung out with, um, they mentioned that they no longer had a need to hang out with me because they had friends here at the school waiting for them. So I found myself being a lone wolf several times, you know, just being off on my own, sitting at a table or, or just waiting, you know, and eventually I had made friends, but it was incredibly difficult at that time. Um, I remember battling some depression and battling some anxieties at that time. Um, things that where I would be at night and just laying in my bed and thinking that, man, life would be better if I was not here. Uh, I, I could remember times where I would take a pillow and I put it on my head and Eventually, I would love arrogance, so I would take it off and um, praise God that, you know, I didn't follow through with any of those things, you know, because I would have destroyed the purpose that God had for my life. Um, you know, I would go on to try to impress people by trying to keep up with things that they were doing. So the guys that I was friends with, they enjoyed watching shows like Family Guy and Futurama and all these things. And I wasn't allowed to watch those things. So I, I tried my very best to be relatable to them. And uh you know, somewhere along the lines, I ended up becoming a prisoner to, to cursing and swearing. And that was just so stupid, of course. Um, so, you know, I find myself here. I'm like, OK, um, you know, what am I doing? You know, so I get this opportunity to go to this camp called Winter Camp when I was about 15 years old. And I was like, OK, cool. Sounds great. So I went on to do that. And um uh, and I had like this tug in my heart to go to that. And God just completely and totally wrecked my life there that he showed me what real friends were. He showed me his love in such an unfiltered way. And I redefined my life while I was here at this camp. You know, I began to, you know, adopt this principle to be selfless for the rest of my life. And, um, and I came to a place of repentance to where, you know, I wanted to make that complete and total 180 degree turn towards God. And in, in certain areas of my life that like I did that, but there were some things that I, that I'd go on the battle that even into my manhood, that it was things that were just so difficult and that would, uh, slap me around a little bit, you know, but that is the best story, 
um, the best part of my story was repentance. That aha moment, the understanding that I needed to come to a place of ultimate unconditional surrender to God as sovereign. And I did. I reinforced that. You know, I got more serious about it uh, whenever I turned 18 and um, and I got out of high school. You know, I began to pursue God in a more radical way. And, you know, and, and I've seen God in, do some pretty incredible things. You know, there had been plenty of times in my life where I had to repent, though. You know, there was times where I dropped the ball or, or engaged in inappropriate behavior that was an invasion um, toward God, towards God's holy standard. And a result of doing that would be times of sorrow and regret. But, you know, I want to point something out to you. You can come to a place of repentance and you'd be like, God, I'm super duper sorry. Like, God, I really, really didn't mean it. And you can mean that for sure. And, you know, you can feel all of the sorrow you want, all the regret you want. But until you make that complete change, and break free from that place of sin and turn 180 degrees towards God, you will continue to fall short. God has called for us to uphold a standard of holiness. He presented the greatest depth of grace by sending Christ to die in our place and vacating a spot for us in heaven. Why wouldn't we want to turn 180 degrees and go full force after him. Like I've said earlier, there's things in my life that I had been clean from. You know, there's things that I've that I've been sober from, you know, recently. And it feels good. It feels amazing. But um, you know, and I will and I can't not wait till I'm totally free from it. So because I want to discuss it in a in a podcast series for the future. But now that I live on the other side of those things and you know, my rewards are, are purity and, and holiness and, and, and being clean. It's like I can see how much those things were destroying my life and cut me from that place of complete change. And guys, I, I know this is going to be like a really short podcast uh, compared to the others. But, you know, uh, I, I believe this episode right here which was made to, was designed to be a short and sweet and to get the job done. So we have this scripture right here from Second Chronicles 7.14. And it says this, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. This has become one of my absolute favorite scriptures of all time. In fact, I have it uh, hanging up in my living room. Um, that's how much I like, I love this scripture is because it holds so much truth that if you are God's people and if you're called by his name, if you come to a place to where you're humbling yourself and you pray and you seek his face and you're repenting for all of the things that you've done, then he will hear you from heaven and he will forgive your sin and heal your land. I want to break this down for you in a more simple way so you can see this. In 2 Chronicles 7.14, God is saying, if my children humble themselves in prayer, seeking me and repent, then I will hear them from heaven. I will forgive their sins 
and I will heal their land. This is talking about your personal land. That is what God wants to heal. God wants to heal your personal land. God's not talking about your nation or your city or your town. He's talking about it's your identity. It's your humility. It's your prayer time. It's your repentance. It's your opportunity to be heard from Abba. It's your forgiveness and it's your revival. How desperate are you for revival in your land? If you want to see revival take place in your personal land, which means in your life, in the place that you are existing, then what is keeping you from humbling yourself in prayer and seeking his face and repenting for what you've done? Because we see that if you do that, and you will be heard from heaven. You will be forgiven and your land will be restored and revival will be set forth inside of your life. How desperate are you for revival in your land? It's time for a 180 degree turn towards complete change, ultimate, unconditional surrender. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for this incredible wisdom. God, I thank you so much for this this display of what repentance looks like, God, and, and what it truly means. God, I pray that you give us all of the strength and, and the tenacity that it takes, God, to make this 180-degree change, God, to make this 180-degree directional change towards you, God. Father, I pray that you'd help us come to a place to where we take the opportunity to come to ultimate unconditional surrender. God, that we do not hold any terms and we do not hold any conditions. Or, or we do not cross our fingers or we do not have any hidden agendas, but that we simply just come to a place to where freedom is our first and top priority. And God, that it is something that we crave and something that we want. God, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to take hold of repentance within our own lives. God, that we can make repentance a priority and our prized possession. Because, God, there is nothing like salvation. There is nothing like surrender. There is nothing like making you the rightful ruler of our lives. God, I pray that you would help the believers that are listening. God, I pray that you'd help the unbelievers that are listening. God, I pray that you'd help the viewers that are listening. God, right here and right now, Father, to take up this change and to do something with it. God, I pray that we would come to a place to humble ourselves and, and pray and seek your face and repent for every wicked thing that we have done so that you can bring revival to our land. Father, we give you the highest praise for you're so worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Refresh Podcast. This has been the last episode of Stepping Into Standard series. I hope you have enjoyed it. Share it with your friends, your coworkers, your family, anybody and everyone, and help them come to a place of repentance so that they can have freedom loosed into their lives. This has been your boy, The Muffin Man, with another episode of Refresh Podcast where Christ goes before us so we can bring you another refreshing work. I love you guys so much. Take it easy. Don't be cheesy. Have a good rest of your day. God bless.